0: What it is today.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. Oh. Uh, so I uh, remember last week, Justin, I, I told you, I or both of you guys, I think I told you I was in Dayton for a meeting and I found a shop in Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, and they had a bunch of old Valiant stuff. Yeah. And I p- picked up like a Harbinger 2, like the old Harbinger. Nice. For like, yeah, it was like twelve or fifteen bucks, but it didn't have a coupon in it. When I got home, I'm like, damn it, I felt robbed. <laughs> I, I need therapy. Those
2: so there were so many of those books out there, and the coupons that were cut out—they're—they're they're out there, man. A lot of shops yeah. are starting to go hunt for them again. So, mm-hmm.
0: you know, my shop here. And the city had one, but they wanted like twenty bucks for it, and I passed on it. I'm like, that's too much. Hell. So when I found it for twelve, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah.
2: Hell, like, I think I, I paid like a hundred or hundred and twenty for it back in the day.
0: Oh, back in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been there, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's when the market was stupid. Like, what? Why was it so crazy back then? It was just straight speculators, wasn't it?
2: Well, when, yeah, well, when Unity hit, man, everybody wanted all the back issues. They wanted to read what built up to Unity, and that's what I did. God damn, I was it was ninety two, man. I was a sophomore in high school, working at a KFC, you know, at night and on the weekends, and I just went and tried to buy all of them that I could buy at that time.
0: Damn, that's a lot of chicken, man.
2: That is, that is a lot of fucking chicken. <laughs> That's a lot of
0: chicken to get
2: that issue for
0: under hundred and twenty dollars Do you still have it? Oh god, yeah. Okay. I've, I've never good. sold any of those. Jeez. That's a you. lot of chicken
3: nuggets, man.
1: <laughs>
0: How much did you get yours for, Joe?
3: So I have I I have four copies of Harbinger One, two have coupons, and two are without. Um,
1: I think I got
3: mine, and I've never had them CGC, but they're they're up there. They have to be at least nine six nine eight. Um, I want to say I let it I let it cool. Actually, Harbinger won with a coupon. I didn't get mine until after the Valiant craze it kind of worked its way out in the in the 90s after uh, you know, things started bombing and. You know the uh, the big implosion, if you will. Um, I want to say I got I want to say like forty bucks, and then later on I would say maybe two thousand eight, two thousand maybe two thousand six, two thousand seven range. Uh, I started going back filling in gaps, and I found someone selling uh, Harveys one through six with coupons, I think for like eighty bucks. Yeah, so I jumped on it. Nice. So I, yeah, yeah. So that and just over time, you run across one. And coincidentally, I, I was in a shop today, and I came across the Harbinger One uh, sitting up on a on a shelf for uh, fifty bucks. And I asked the guy behind the counter. I said, "Does it have the coupon?" I said, "Yes, it does, but it's detached." So he, mm. he opened it up and looked at it. Like fifty bucks is just too high for. A copy with the with the coupon in it, but it was cut out. I, I don't know why they did that, but um, you know, whoever the original owner was, but I, I passed. But it would have been nice to add another one. I just man, I, that, that cover's so sexy. Yeah, <laughs> it just takes me back to, to the days. I mean, I remember when Harbinger won; it 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 flew off the shelf for um, back in the day, and I, and I was like Justin. I was in high school. Uh, when uh, when those hit, and I remember the uh, I remember the the it must have been I think when Harbinger One hit, and it was a hundred bucks, and we were talking to people. It was like, wait a minute, you're telling me this book came out last month or the month before, and they're already selling it for a hundred bucks? I think that's what got everyone's attention with what had really happened to the '90s with uh, with the speculation boom and the, the forthcoming implosion. Cause I mean, people were buying all the special covers. I remember silver surfer, number 50, the, the the silver foil uh, edition that I think got everyone's attention. Then I, if I recall like ghost rider 15 or 16 came out with the glow in the dark cover. And it was just every, every other issue was trying to outdo itself. And, and someone was coming out with the latest and greatest gimmick. And, and then, I mean, just, harbinger one selling on its own for a hundred bucks solar 10 the, the black cover that was selling for hundred bucks uh, and there were so many other uh, series or, or I want to say it was like the first five or six issues of harbinger uh, solar uh, 10 was a big one uh, eternal warrior 4 uh, that had that had some heat it just those were the days when it wasn't just hey, I'm going to buy a, um, I'm going to buy the first appearance of Carnage off the shelf and then and turn around and sell it for five bucks or or make a, a quick profit. There were people coming in who were actually working Wall Street buying comics uh, because it was a better investment than uh, at, at the time it was a better investment uh, uh, than uh, than stocks. But uh, wow, where where did I get myself with this conversation? Huh? <laughs> I'm well,
2: talking of, talking about those gimmick covers, you know, there was the. Uh incredible Hulk 367 is that what it was where it was the green foil oh uh, that
3: mm, that might have been after yeah that might have been after the banner Hulk merge yeah
1: I, uh,
2: I can't remember but talking about the gimmick covers you know what foil yeah. cover or what glow in the dark um yeah like you know Darkhawk with the silver metal cover and yeah man deathlock yeah. and all those.
3: Guardians 25. Yeah, we had Galactus on the cover. It was a beautiful cover. Back then, back then I had a hold slot at my local comic shop that the owner came up to me. I hadn't even bought the comic, and he said, I'll give you five bucks for it if you don't buy it. What? He he wanted to take he wanted to give me five bucks to pull it out of my slot so he could turn around and make a bigger profit on it. I think he was going to turn around and sell it for ten or twenty bucks. I it, that that's how crazy it was back then. And I remember silver surfer number 50 that went to three printings and man, I, I bought a mess of them off of like the newsstand and the, at the shop. Uh, I was at a show. It was a week before they released them. And there was a guy selling them at the show before it hit the newsstand. I'm like, how are you able to do that? He was selling for five bucks and people, it turned around. I think as high as those went back in the heyday, people were, we're dropping forty, fifty bucks on those. I mean, it was outrageous. Wow. Yeah, that's and I, I think I probably have ten copies sitting in my collection. You know, just uh, it was a gorgeous cover and I mean, Ron Lim artwork. Boy, we're we're really going Marvel, aren't we?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all about collecting, so it doesn't matter, shoot. But there
3: wasn't uh, there there wasn't an exception to any company that was not doing like valiant at the time was doing the the coupons for harbinger if you uh, clipped out the coupons for the first six six issues that turnaround well it was six right or was it five
1: uh, I it know.
2: was six that had the Death yeah. of torque on the cover where he didn't have any shoes I think that was the last one that had the coupon
3: okay yeah and people were sending those away for what was it a uh, harbinger zero
1: yeah I think it was mm-hmm. one
3: that- a, a pink version. There was yeah. also a white version that came in the trades, but um, yeah, I mean, everyone has a gimmick, and I sadly kind of feel that we're repeating that. A lot of uh, a lot of publishers are, are no longer just doing the, uh, the the standard cover, the A cover. Now we have a, a variant, and a Valiant likes their variants, but. It feels like the uh, special covers are, are coming back. You know, EXO had the uh, this the, the metal cover. Um,
2: well, we had Bonds the and Harbinger Renegade.
3: Oh, exactly. Yeah, just uh, hopefully everyone uh, sent them in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean DC did it with uh, with Harley Quinn. They had their black bag. Uh, editions with some uh, some uh, original sketches put inside.
2: Well, and then also I, for XO50, same thing. Polybagged yeah. with sketches slash microprints.
3: Yeah, and it wasn't just 50, right? So they did 49, 48, 47 as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what sells, but then you don't want to be a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't it, wasn't it kind of, you can...
0: Well like you know, forty hundred bucks back in the nineties were a lot, but we you know we didn't have the internet back then. So trying to get a get access to those books had to be it was harder. It was a lot harder. I mean, you were totally dependent on your local common shop or, you know, trying to pre-order stuff and those books, a lot of the value books, you know, they were kind of out of the blue, so nobody knew. So, you know, you would just normally think like Okay, this book is coming like Harbinger 1 is going for 40, 50, 60 bucks, 100 bucks. And I missed out on it. You know, you're kind of like, where am I going to get the book from, right? Is that, that's kind of how I felt back in the day. I was always playing catch up. You know, <laughs> like always that, trying to catch up. So you felt like I needed to pay that much money for the book.
3: Exactly. It's the fear that that you're not going to find it any cheaper. Or you're not going to find it again, so you might as well jump. And I think that's you know, probably what uh, what fuels a lot of the a um, lot of the speculation and a lot of the uh, the frenzy of buying with the uh, valiant uh, like the one hundred and fifty covers. But uh, but I digress. <laughs> yeah,
0: we know you <laughs> you're kind of mad about the one hundred and fifties. But back then, like you just didn't know. You, you really didn't know. What you were kind of getting into. Um, yeah. I know at the time it was just, you. we were always kind of playing catch up. Like I remember Vengeance of Bane, like the Batman book. <laughs> it was like, you know, when when the whole Nightfall came and then you try to find out about this, this Bane character and they're like, oh, we got this book over here that everybody yeah. missed out on. Yeah. And, and you're trying to pay 30 bucks for that, that book. So, um, yeah,
3: I, you know, yeah. that's funny. And, you're, you're exactly right, Juan. Uh, I, I remember when uh, Batman broke it and Bane broke Batman's back and was like, Who's this Bane guy? Oh, yeah, he had his own little series. That he, he first appeared in Adventures of Bane number one that came out last year that no one bought. But hey, here we have some. 20 bucks, and it's yours. And then years later, after, uh, after the whole doc, or the, uh, uh, the comic book uh, implosion of the 90s, you could find those in dollar box. As a matter of fact, I think I have three three copies of The Vengeance of Bane. And I just picked up because, hey, it's First Appearance of Bane. It's it's cyclical. It's going to come around. I saw First Appearance of Bane, that, that Vengeance of Bane today, uh-huh. for 70 bucks.
1: Woo! <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah, so it's cyclical. Things are coming. They'll come around. They'll, they'll drop in value. They'll come back around again. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, you
0: know, we were talking about the with the harbinger three book yes. is, it, is it am i right the one in 20 yeah with I mean, the if, first appearance of livewire
2: yeah we've got one on ebay right now with exactly two minutes and 58 seconds to go eight bids mm-hmm. and it's 48 bucks
1: Ooh.
2: Ooh. Wow. i've got it pulled up i'm watching it <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah justin has his finger on the trigger you gotta oh, give us a live play by no. play
2: for only two minutes let's do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> It'd be the most boring horse race to ever, you know, <laughs> have any commentary of.
0: <laughs> it's a $50, 51 <laughs> going once, going twice. <laughs> so, uh, so that that's kind of what I, I kind of wanted to talk about was, um, you know, Justin, you were saying today there, that book may be in dollar bins some places well, because it's five years old.
2: It's five years old, you know. A lot of shops they can't keep up with everything, and so uh, they're if it didn't sell right away, you know, first month or two on the shelf, they put it in a bag and board, put it in a box, and then as they run out of room, they start moving stuff into dollar bins. You know, and they're looking at it, they're like Valiant Harbinger number three. It's not a number one. All right, you know, let's put it in here. They don't know what's inside. They don't realize it's the first appearance of Live Wire. So all you got to do is just a little hunt, and you're going to find those
0: i need to find one i need to find one how many do you have jim just one
3: just one i I, uh i typically don't get multiples when it comes to the like the one in tens one in twenties one in fifties unless there's a a, a, unless i find it on the uh on the rack at a a local comic shop If, if it's if it's on a rack for a cover price I'll jump on it, but I typically don't buy multiples um, to, to that level. Yeah. So, what's
0: what's driving the book? Is it just the live wire? Like everybody's anticipating live wire is going to have a a big impact going forward.
2: I think so. I mean, with secret weapons being uh, a live wire centric book, plus uh, ninjack versus the Valiant U coming out this year sometime. That's right. So, I mean, wow. you've got. A female character that is not just a Caucasian cookie-cutter character. That is a very powerful um, character within the universe, which you just don't see. So, there's so many things working for this character. But, I don't know, let's find out. We're at the last 17 seconds on this book. Let's see what it closes at. It's at 48 currently, and I think it'll probably hit about 60. But I could be wrong.
0: Are you actively participating in the bidding? Oh God, no! I don't need another copy, <laughs> especially. <the price. laughs> well, you sound like you're a Saudi prince. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need another stallion. <laughs> I have four thoroughbreds.
2: <laughs> well, it sold for fifty-two bucks with nine bids. So,
0: wow, a one in twenty.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, and then one another one was listed today. And it's, you know, got six days left on it. And it's at 30... Okay, it's got five days, 17 hours. It's at 31 bucks with six bids. Um, let's just make sure that I don't have any more that I'm watching in here. And I... Eh, so... There's at least one more. I know wow. Sonic Dan posts one quite often that wasn't selling, and I'm pretty sure it probably has sold... By now, he was asking 29 or 39 bucks for it. So, hmm.
0: well, you know, you told me about the book a few weeks ago, and I went to a, a local shop in town and they had the A cover for a few dollars. I picked that up, but uh, no one in 20s. So, catching up again. That's the theme of the show. Catching yeah.
1: up.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, so, okay. So, let's talk about what you guys think about trying to catch things on the front end. So isn't the, um, is it the Harbinger five renegade five book coming out and they have like a one in 20 line wide.
2: Yeah. One in one twenty line wide with gold foil on it.
0: Yeah. It's a nice cover, man. I I know Martin was talking about it. It's a nice cover, but what I wanted to talk about is um, since I came back to value and I think in 2015 they had a one a line wide 100 or 120 dr. Mirage book that was going pretty high at first and then I forgot what book came out last year that was like a 1 and 120 line wide so what do you guys think about you know the high price of getting it earlier does it does it really pan out over time that that's a, a, a true price for the book?
2: I would. I wish I would have had about ten more Harbinger Eight Lemire line wides. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. then also last year it was what Bloodshot Ten had a hundred and or one and one twenty line wide that Lemire had done the ballpoint digital cover on again.
3: Mm-hmm. That so. was Bloodshot Ten, I think.
2: Was it fourteen or thirteen?
3: Bloodshot. Uh, let's see. The only, yeah, I'm sure. I, yeah, it was a bloodshot reborn. Uh, 14 was a was a 120, and that's where where we had also the incentive violent vacation promo package. That that thing went. We had one, two. So that was the first death maybe We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine covers for. That one, including a second print, and the uh, uh, Ninjak versus Valiant Universe; uh, those two variants that went at the New York Comic Con.
1: Oh, That's yeah. the
3: only 120 that that I am tracking. But Duana, I think you're right. I, I swear there was another 120, but for some reason in my inventory, I I don't have it. Hmm. All right, just yeah. not let's see. A it.
0: quick look. I think I think there, I know that the Doctor Mirage one was there. Because they had the old '50s kind of spooky cover, and then you're right, the Bloodshot Reborn one, and then the Harbinger one. Yeah. Now the Harbinger one has retained its value big time. It's it's more than probably what it was solicited for initially. Which
3: Harbinger was that? Harbinger B eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that the cover C?
2: No, it was I. I can't remember if it was cover C or D, but it was the 120 by uh, Jeff Lemire.
0: Yeah, the ballpoint pin one that was, like, on white notebook paper.
1: Ooh. Um, I'm
2: going to have to check that out, because... Okay, so according to the database, Harbinger yeah. 8, 1 and 125 line wide, that's the only 1 and 125 and then there's Ooh. a 1 in 120 line wide that was uh, the forthcoming Harbinger Renegades number five. Because you can filter it in the search okay. under ratio. Oh, you guys are kind of smart. And so there's a yeah. 1 in 100 line wide. Which one was that, Justin? Um I'm sorry? Oh, what, what was that last line-wide that
3: you
1: mentioned?
2: The last line-wide that I mentioned is Harbinger Renegade 5 that comes out in July. Oh, Renegade 5, okay. And then we've had two 1 in 100 line-wide variants. One of them was Doc, uh, Dr. Mirage Second Lives, num- number one. It looked like an EC Comics horror cover. And then uh, the only other 1 in 100 was Bloodshot Reborn, number 10, and that was a Jeff Lemire ballpoint pen cover again.
0: But so, do you think they they hold their values? I know we said the Harvester eight one. You know, obviously, that that's kind of a book that it, a lot of people are trying trying to get or get more of. Right. But the Doctor Mirage book, I know you can still get that one out there at a few shops, like um, online.
2: I grabbed one for like ten bucks uh, so yeah. last year. I knew mm-hmm. what it was. They had it priced at a a little shop that it's called Second and Charles here in Colorado, and yeah, I picked it up for nothing. So
0: yeah, it's still out there. And then uh, you can still even get the Bloodshot Reborn book, the yeah. Lemire cover, because everybody was thinking it was going to be the next Harbinger Eight, and they probably you know they think they bought more. So that, that was my whole point with this on this Harbinger Renegade 5. I know this is like a huge book, but I, what is DCBS wants what is it, like a hundred and... Jim, you probably know, you guys know this more. It was like a hundred, <laughs> over a hundred bucks for this, that book, right? For Which one do I? The, the Harbinger Renegade 5, one in 20, is it one in 20, one in 20, 20 limelight line variant? That's coming out the solicitation on DCBS. Yeah, let me let me check I think I think you're right. Let's see. I know you like you always send us a a, a chat message about how crazy the one in fifty prices are. Oh yeah,
3: every month, like you're about to. Guess. Yeah, they're asking one fifty. One fifty was one twenty. Gold foil line-wide. This is Harbinger Renegade number five. Uh, cover F. You're asking $150 for it. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's... Um, my... I, I'm, I'm not going to order uh, this copy through DCDS. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to look elsewhere. I'm going to look at... Look forward to through various other avenues. I, I think that... I don't know what DCVS is doing, but I'm uh, not too happy with uh, how they're pricing out their, their 50 variants and, uh, and, and higher. Well,
0: that's, that was my whole reason for posing the question because I think I got caught last year, maybe on that bloodshot reborn cover and I paid a lot of money for it. And like, like you said, Justin, you, after about a, three weeks or four weeks to a month, you can get the book for a whole lot less than what, what what I paid for it from DCBS, and the prices are only going up on DCBS. I mean, we had to talk yeah. about the Ninja covers. I mean, they were what sixty bucks, 60 bucks coming out the, the gate. Now those ended up being good buys um, because the secondary market; those books are going over a hundred bucks easy. Yeah, um, but these line wide variants, I mean. It's like we're, we're, we're chasing this Harbinger 8 kind of, what do I, how do I want to say it? We, we're thinking all these big line-wide ratio variants or chase variants are going to be like Harbinger 8, and they just haven't really panned out that way.
2: Well, I mean, Shadow Man 5 has a 1 and 125 variant mm-hmm. that the covers by uh, Raphael Grampa, mm-hmm. and it's awesome, and the value of it's about 150 bucks and none of them pop up on eBay anymore. So, I mean, it's a really tough book to get and it came out in March of 2013 and it, you know, it's a one in one twenty five variant that Valiant had done, not a line wide either. And it, it's tough to find. I'd love to have another copy of it, but you know, I'm not going to pay 150 bucks for that one book.
0: Yeah. So do you think that's just because it was early on and it wasn't a line-wide variant? Like, that was early on in Valiant, like the Harbinger 8, the Shadow Man book, that, those were, you know, where, where people were still ch- getting it, reintroduced to Valiant. So, I mean, to have a 1 and 100 variant then, that those books have to be, the print runs have to be, I'm assuming, are really low.
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh... Uh, about 108 copies of that book are out there.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy small. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know the, the way they're marketing all these new books, like this Harbinger Renegade Five. There's there's going to be way more than 108 of these. Yeah, of and,
2: I, and I think some shops are going to see that and they're going to go ahead and do a you know a small exclusive to where they can get four copies of that book. And if they can sell four copies of that book at a hundred bucks or 125, they're close to breaking even on that exclusive.
0: Yeah. They use us, man. They use people like us <laughs> to break even or make money because we want a damn book. <coughs> right.
2: Well, we don't want to get caught without it. Yeah. It's like, damn.
0: It's like, the, the, you know, the, the girl you dated in college, and she ends up being a supermodel. <laughs> and she used to sit next to you in class, you're like, damn it.
2: Not I from Kansas. It. went out
0: with her when she wanted to go. Damn it. Kansas,
2: there you go. No, there was nothing like that there. <laughs> yes, there
0: was. You just don't want to admit it because we're recording.
2: I went to an ag school, man. <laughs> there, No. <laughs> you know, it's like bad, ag schools are
0: like bad, bad camp, right? You know? True. I have some hidden gems in there, man. <laughs> I got a story about that, too. I'll tell you later.
1: Well, I, um, wanted
2: to, I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of books that have popped up on eBay recently that went for awesome prices and super quick. Okay. So we had a Bloodshot Platinum recently come up on eBay and sell. For fourteen well fourteen hundred is it was a nine four or a nine six gosh. Uh, and uh a friend of the show Stephen sold that and then also uh an exO fifteen kotaki error with the quantum and Woody insert instead of the exO fifteen interior pages so it, it was like uh, a quantum and woody one with the exO fifteen one and fifty wrap put on it.
3: Mm.
2: It was a 9.4 and it sold for a grand in less than a day.
3: Without warning.
2: Yeah, and right now there is a Bloodshot Zero Platinum for 3600 on eBay and there is a Kotaki Error 9.8 for 3200 on eBay. Oof. Oof.
3: I, I think those the price is a little too high right now.
2: Well, um, I mean... The bloodshot zero platinum that sold on Comic Link sold for what twenty five hundred, and it doesn't have as many views as people that look on eBay for comics. Yeah, I think if they want a price
3: it to move, uh, they're going to have to look between twenty five hundred to maybe three
2: grand. Uh, those prices
1: seem a
3: little steep.
2: Yeah, both of them are high. Yeah. but it's interesting to see the amount of people that are watching them on eBay.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: I think Valiant's caught a, caught a, an eye with a lot
3: of people. I mean, not just the Valiant fans or like us. I, I think that people were looking at, uh, well, look at the, the Ninjack, the, the one in 50s, uh, like 24, 25, 26. Uh, those disappeared... Before they even hit the stands, uh, and people are turning around and flipping those for 150, 175 bucks, uh, and th- those aren't just valiant fans that are watching this stuff. It's it's catching attention. They they realize how how much uh, oh, we're, we're just rabid fans. Well, and, and that's
0: uh, a
3: drop I mean, the money. Go ahead, so Is
0: that? Oh, I'm sorry. So Jim, is that like what you were saying about the old VHI books, um, where you had like stockbrokers buying buying those books because they were saying they were sound investments? So like you have people coming. So you're saying people are coming from the outside, saying, you know, I may not read valiant books, but shoot, it's some of these variants. If I can get them early, I can flip them and, and double my money or more.
3: Yeah, I. It, to me, it feels like the '90s are back. Right? There's there are certain issues that. You, you can call it. You, you can you can look at it and say, all right, this uh, this variant that's coming out, I know I'm going to be able to flip it and make 20 bucks, or I, I know if I if I get this. Well, take for example Savage One. Uh, we had Dinesh come on various uh, forums and say, hey guys, just want to give you a friendly heads up. Uh, this is probably one of our most underordered books, uh, which means that the the one in fifties are going to be ultra rare. That created a frenzy. So people knowing we had a couple weeks out, people were doing all their all the legwork trying to find uh, shops that maybe weren't in the in the know on it, just hoping to get a good deal. I mean, I I would say that uh, <laughs> people who were able to buy them at what the at the at what that one in fifty cost was back then versus how much they sold it on on eBay they were probably making 10 times the oh, maybe even uh, <laughs> they were making anywhere between 10 to 30 times profit how much they spent on, on it and that to me it's, that's, that's better than buying a stock that's quick money if you're in the know and you know how if you've seen the trends in the industry You can pick. You can pick comics like you can pick stocks, and there are people out there dropping the money for it. So um, take it for what it is. There's uh, uh, there are those flippers out there.
2: Yeah. I mean, go go ahead. I'm sorry. No, looking at the census right now. So March twenty second was when E X O number one came out. There are twenty-one currently graded as of the sixteenth of this month. Um, today's the twenty-first, so as of last Tuesday, there's twenty one graded copies. So there's fifteen and a nine eight, four and a nine six, two and a nine four, and there's one signature series graded at a nine eight. So we've got twenty two copies. We have fifteen percent of the print run of that book already graded. Um. The numbers, man. Jeez.
0: And, and that's what, – what book is that? X01?
2: The metal cover.
0: Oh, just the metal. Yeah. Uh, well, we talked about that the last issue. That's pretty much where people are kind of boxed in now, and that's – they're thinking that may be the only way they can make money off the book if they're trying to flip it.
2: Right, but just, it, it's flabbergasting that one book has 15% of the print run already slabbed. Yeah. And it's not even been two full months. Tomorrow it'll be two full months. The twenty second. Yeah. So such a about... delicate book.
3: Yeah, I I would say eventually, upwards of seventy five percent are going to be uh, graded. It's just such too delicate of a book not to have graded.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think in two more months we'll see it hit about forty to fifty percent will be graded. I, and yeah. you know by the end of the year. You're right. I bet we see we, like seventy-five percent of those books are graded. I bet we're at one, you know, one twenty-five, one fifty, easy.
0: Absolutely. Seventy-five percent. So is it just to preserve the book because everybody thinks it's so valuable they don't they want to protect it and get it graded? It's or a thirty-eight
2: dollar investment to slab a five to a fifteen hundred dollar book. Five hundred to a fifteen hundred dollar book, depending on the grade. Yeah. You know, can you imagine one of these in a 99 or a 10? I know you're hopeful to one on yours. I haven't got the books uh, from money yet. But imagine if you got a 99.
0: Yeah. That would be tough to get, but yeah, here point 99.
3: Yeah, that'd be a super rare jewel. I feel like mine's a 99. There you go. There you go. Yours a ten.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: I got to get you mine to, to send in, brother.
2: Hey, anytime. If we can work around your schedule this week or next week, I'm waiting on uh, one more of the XO number ones to come in. It's a UK exclusive, okay. and then I'll have five of every one of them. And then I then we can get I can get those in your hand. And same to you, Duan. I've got I may have like two boxes to send you, so. <laughs>
0: Yes just, just let send me an invoice damn it
1: <laughs>
0: And I'm going to send you back uh, uh I have a Spider-Man 300 I bought back in the day Amazing Spider-Man 300 Yeah let's with, see if, yeah let's See if we can get that pressed and um slabbed and see what it see what it comes back I'm not I don't know if it's going to be anywhere like a nine eight or nine six, because I think the pages are turning yellow a little bit, but it's worth a shot.
2: Yeah, did you get it on the newsstand or did you get it from a comic shop?
0: I got it actually at a show like that was my holy grail when I first started. I wanted that book. Nice. I think I paid thirty bucks for it at a little hotel comics, you know, convention or whatever they had, and. It was pretty good i don't know if it does it matter if it's like a new stand or not
2: um to to quite a few people yeah <laughs> okay i'm learning i don't
0: know um i'm downstairs now so i'll look at it and see i'll pull out my uh crates and see what it's Hold see those. what we have here
2: there's a nine six number three hundred that's a newsstand that's selling for five twenty on eBay right now. And then a Don't nine... tell my wife. <laughs> it's one way to get out of the doghouse, my man.
0: Temporarily, right? <laughs> so you said it's selling for five hundred?
2: Yeah, I mean, let me just sort these by price. You know a nine eight is crazy.
0: I think I could flip my saber tooth number one for five hundred dollars?
1: <laughs>
0: is that Iron
3: Fist fourteen? Iron Fist fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I've got two of those. Nice, Let's see I think i have got a nine oh and a and a floppy.
0: Uh, I don't think this is a newsstand. It doesn't have
2: a barcode
3: on it. Yeah, so it's got
2: the, the Spider-Man head in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's those are still selling good. I mean, a lot of... And I don't collect it, you know? So Jim would probably be better to tell you, but, you know, a lot of people from that era want the newsstand and a direct market version, so... Yeah, yes.
0: that's... Jim, you cheated on us, man. How'd I cheat? What? You did the Ultimate Marvel podcast. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: that, that was fun. Uh, Jack reached out to me because he knows I, I'm a you know a big Guardians fan, and, and uh, or he saw me mention uh, we have talked here on this podcast how, how much I love Star um, Yeah, he reached out to me, and uh, it, it was to, to sit in on it. Uh, and it was a good discussion, just theorizing and, and giving our, our opinion on uh, what we thought. I mean for any movie going fan or any comic book fan it was it, it's hard not to not to like uh, the guardians uh, franchise love it. love it it was good too it was a good, was a good show really
1: good
0: show
3: Mary Poppins, you <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh so we also saw what those those exo uh, covers that, that they were giving out at C two E two at the uh, at the bar was it, there was one listed for two hundred dollars
2: two ninety nine yeah it's got fifteen two, days two left there's three people watching it um and then I think one sold um, what extra cover is that it's,
0: I think the, it's the B cover yeah what is it the the flat that they the one I sent you.
3: Oh, and Dwan, thank you so much, uh, it, man. I owe you a a case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man.
2: Don't worry, about it. <laughs> I. They're, so they're selling a flat for how
3: much? It's
2: There's a ninety-nine. F- Two ninety-nine is what it's listed at. It's a thirty-day auction, and it's halfway through. There's fifteen days and an hour to go. So. Yeah. That's too much. That's too much. Yeah. I mean, I
0: hope the person gets it.
2: You know, I don't want to
0: ever, you know, poo poo somebody who's selling it if they can get that money for it. Do it, but I would. I couldn't pay that much for that. No. Nah.
3: I mean, that's it's nice, much. but
0: wow, that's outrageous. Two ninety nine. I mean, how are they basing that? that? That's my thing. Are they just throwing it out there to? Um,
3: see what the market will, will, uh, will sustain. That's, I mean, yeah, I, I can say that my uh, my amazing Sprayman 300 is worth $500. Well, maybe to me, but it's only worth that much if that's what someone's going to pay you for it. Mm, yeah. Yep. And that, and that flat is what?
0: What do you guys think? I think the flat's worth, I could see if you had, if if you got the A and the B cover flat and try to sell it for 300 I still think it's too high for the pair, you know, maybe 75 a piece, a hundred a piece.
2: Well, some, if you of, had to set. some of the original EXO number one from 2012, there were about 10 to 15 make readies available. Those are, they're stapled. No, they're not even stapled. They're just the folded comics and none of the edges have been trimmed. And I know mm-hmm. one of those sold for 500, I don't know, two years ago but it's 2012 i mean this is 2017
0: where you know people are starting to look for these these type of
2: things well there was a couple of the chromium covers for armor hunters that were given away at the retailer breakfast Mm -hmm. and they were signed by rob venditti and it was six of them. It was one big uncut, so it had one of every one of them except for EXO. There were two twenty sixes on it, and those when they first came out were going for five hundred, but that was six covers all attached and chromium. So oh. I mean, I think these are a little high, and oh. you know, and there are two auctions currently. There's one for two forty nine that ends in three days, and there's one for two ninety nine that ends in fifteen days. I think if they were to cut their price in half on something they were given for free, they would probably Mm -hmm. sell right away.
0: Yep. I agree. I know some people, well that day were selling them for way less than that. You know, when we were there. Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, you give the people who, who are there getting them for you you throw them a couple of dollars for the to be there, they pick it up for you. And with the fair value of the cover is, I mean, you're under a hundred bucks. I mean, to me, to me, I just, but like that chromium cover you were talking about, I've got two of those and I got them for 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. Like within the last two months. You know, because somebody had them in their shop, just and they were moving their shop, and they were just sitting in the basement. It's like they were trying to get rid of them.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, um, I don't know. Well, wow. what do you guys think about Rapture? It comes out Wednesday. Is there any spec value uh, on that?
0: Uh, Rapture is awesome. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Uh, I, I'd pick it up. Uh, are you speccing like the, the, the ratio variance, like what, what they would go for?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: Didn't you guys say
2: they're already sold
0: out at a few places?
2: Well, it comes out this coming Wednesday. There is the one, a, the photo variant, there are two different photo variants. There is a 1B, a 1 in 10, a 1 in 20, and a 1 in 50, which is just the black and white sketch of the 1A cover.
0: So they're doing the same thing they did
3: with some of their other books. Yeah. Just doing the sketch variant. Sav- like Savage. Savage, yep, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: They're just repeating the formula. Okay. Uh I I'd, I'd bite on it.
0: Oh yeah. Reason, I don't think I don't say Rapture is going to be a sleep on book because if you look at the preview art, uh, it just I fell in love with it, just there. But I don't know I I haven't picked up on a lot of buzz on it, um, like the XO hype he had. So I would think this is definitely, in my opinion, like if you're chasing variants, get it.
2: Well, I mean so we've had a lot of chase books for some of the summer events like four thousand and one had, you know, um, all of those different chase books, you know, it had the one in 100, which was a black and white cover. Um, and it was a black and white by Clayton crane of his, you know, color work. And now you can pick those up for a lot less than cover. And then if you go back to the Mm -hmm. book of death, we have the same thing. We had that mega, or not the mega cover. Um, it was, I'm pulling it up right now, Book of Death.
0: They put a lot of Book of Deaths out there. I mean, none of those books are really hard to get.
2: No. But, you know, they did have a, a Chase variant. I mean, there were a lot of retailer exclusives. Mm-hmm. And then there was the f- Four Connecting covers, but you know they had a one in sixty for number one, um, the Paula Rivera cover that was green and it had Tama on it, and you just see uh, Gilad's right arm, and you could, you can pick those up for like eighteen to twenty bucks right now on mm-hmm. eBay, if that.
0: That's just like we were talking about. You know, which one of these? Some of those Liwy variants aren't they're not going to hold their value. They're just not, they pumped that book of death up and weren't, weren't those books returnable also? I'm pretty I think sure the death was, were returnable and they, they were my, my, uh, LCS told me, he said, that's the only reason why he picked up so many because they were returnable. Yeah. In that case, you know, those, those chase variants are, they're going to be plenty out there. Um, to where, you know, I don't think they're going to hold their value. But Rapture, I don't, it, it's not in that same, it's not in that same ballpark.
2: Right. But it's their I summer, know, maybe, it's their summer event.
0: Are they promoting it like it's a summer event? They're not promoting it like Book of Death. No. So it, that's my thing. They put, it seems like they, they shot their wad on XO. They put all their, their money and their, their effort into XO, Um, to where I think Rapture is secondary. That leading to my point, get those variants. I mean, if you can get them, get them. I'm not promising that they're going to be worth them a lot, but I would think the stars are aligning for it. Because everybody was looking at EXO. I mean, Rapture's creeping. And I think Rapture is going to be a great book. Am I like the only one? Um, you guys think the same thing?
2: Oh God! Yeah, I,
3: you're right. I, I would agree. Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, I think the sales uh, speak for. It. I mean, look at XO one, the the one in fifties. There was a flood of those when 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 that issue first dropped. The one in fifty variants. People were trying to trying to sell on eBay $40, 50 bucks, and as more started dropping on eBay. The price got cheaper and cheaper, and I think the last I checked, you, there were people selling and trying to sell a one in fifty for eight ninety nine and couldn't sell it. So what? There, was, there were just too many of those one in fifties. There were
2: two thousand of them.
3: Yeah, and that, but with Rapture, and I think I, I would I would agree with Dewan that it's not going to be as big of a seller it wasn't as promoted and maybe some people don't uh, relate to uh, uh, to Shadow Man or Ninjak as much as maybe uh, the Exo because it is the space uh, uh, Conan (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean personally uh, Shadow Man is my favorite character he's my favorite alien character and I'm super excited and for him pairing with Jack We haven't seen Shadow Man in well over, I don't know what it's been, guys, a year and a half, maybe two years since we've seen Shadow Man. Yeah. Um, I, I'm ready. And I think that this is going to be, getting the 1 in 50 variant, it's going to be a lot tougher uh, to get compared to uh, uh, especially uh, Exo. Uh, I'm not sure if, if the sales will equate to like what we see with Britannia or, uh, or Savage but um, it could very well be one of those sleepers where uh, only a, a few people are going to order uh, those numbers. That's such high numbers to, to get a 150, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen or heard of any uh, uh, variants, like store variants coming uh, to help with those sales. Uh, maybe, maybe Comics Paradise, perhaps? I'm not yeah. sure to keep an eye on, but...
2: No, I think they're doing a print... I don't think they're doing a. I don't think they are doing an exclusive for this one or secret weapons. Oh wow!
0: Okay, so that means that the, the one in fifty is really going to be tough to not tough, but it's going to be harder to get.
2: Yeah, one. like like Jim said, he, you know he his favorite character is Shadow Man. You can hear that across all collectors. You know whether it's um, the forums online or Facebook or Slack, you know, there's so many valiant groups on Facebook too. And, uh, if you just troll them and just see it, people want shadow man, they've been asking for him to come back for a long time. This is going to be their first taste. And I really think this is going to be a surprise. Um, I think it's going to do very well. I think we're going to look at like 25,000 copies for number one without Exclusives from stores. I think people have been so rabid and hungry for a Shadow Man book mm-hmm. that they're finally getting it.
0: So is that like a hint, like get this book?
2: Well, I mean, if let's just let's just be conservative. Let's say seventeen thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. That's four. That's three hundred and fifty copies of the one in fifty. That's. Not XO number, but that is a lot higher than all of the ninjack books that have come out in the last six months. That's higher than the Faith variant. That is higher than the Britannia. That's higher than the Savage. I mean, that's even higher than Divinity 3, like number 3 and number 4. So do you really
0: think it's going to sell 17000 I mean, because ninjack is coming off of what? issue 26 and then we're moving into... Well,
2: 27 comes out this week.
0: 27. Okay. And then we're moving into Rapture.
2: Or it came out last week. Yeah, it came out last week. So then we're going into Rapture. So two weeks in a row with a Ninjak book. But last month wasn't written by Kent. Yeah,
0: so do you think it's going to go 17,000?
2: I think the, the allure of having Shadow Man in a series again, not just you know, the dead side in ninjack, I think the fans want it. And they're actually going to give them a little taste and see what it does. And I bet the turnout is better than they think. Okay, that that makes sense. i follow your logic on it. I, I say this, though, on, as a counter. Um, they're not promoting it as a Shadow Man book. Well, they weren't promoting Britannia either. And that had a... Mm. I'm pulling up right now the numbers for Britannia 1. Um, I'm sorry, Britannia. We who are about to die, number one,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the print run on that's over ten grand, and that's just Britannia. That doesn't have Shadow Man that hasn't been in the universe for a while.
0: Yeah, but do you think that that ten grand was based off the hype of Britannia, the the first one?
2: Britannia, kind of like two. Britannia, the first one did twice this much for a number one.
0: Mm, I see what you're saying. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you got you,
0: you're bringing up a great point. If they promoted it more of a Shadow Man book, I could see it really having that push. Like you said, people want Shadow Man. Like Jim, you said that's your favorite Valiant character. Um, when I look at the book, I see it as a geomancer, like a combination book, like geomancer, Shadow Man,
2: Ninjak, Deadside. Well, just to, my to me, it feels was... kind of like the Valiant. So you had yeah. the Geomancer and then you had two protagonists in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: This book, you've got a Geomancer with two protagonists. So, I mean, oh. it could be the, the next Valiant and the Valiant still stands up. Granted, it's only been three years. It's going to stand up for a long time because it's just well written. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how this one does.
0: Yeah, but I think we all agree, right? That it this is probably going to be a book that's going to do better after its release. That people are going to come back and try to catch up and try to get some of the variants and some of the other covers for the book. Is, is that what I'm picking up?
2: What do you think, Jim? Uh, I
3: I hope so. <laughs> Um, I I hope that there's always uh, uh, new people that discover Valiant and uh, see the the quality of the stories, the artwork, uh, the care that it's put in. I mean, that's why Valiant puts out 10 titles a month. Well, at least I think they strive to put out 10 titles a month because they don't try to flood. uh, They they certainly have the the universe or the array of characters where they could put out uh, multiple titles, but... Like DC or Marvel, do will throw fifty some odd titles out there to see what sticks. But I think there's a, a level of quality that drops. Uh, I think maybe Marvel's learning learning their lesson and trying to turn around. But that's I think that's the one thing that Valiant has been so consistent on. Not only delivering their books on time, they, they've never had a late book. I mean, ever since their, their relaunch 2012, I, I think that. I, I guess my hope is that. There will always be people discovering Valiant, whether through trade format, digital, uh, through floppies, and like us, you know, where we had uh, the love of, of Valiant back in the '90s uh, with the with the first iteration. But then, you know, collectors and, and comic lovers of, of, of all that you know step away from from Marvel or DC or Image. To see what else is out there, and they discover what such a rich universe Valiant offers, and maybe that completionist bug that they have with some of the other uh, uh, companies or vendors will, will will tack on, and and uh, uh, they'll they'll get it with Valiant like like it has with us, um, the, but becoming a completionist now is going to be uh, that much tougher because like like uh, Justin mentioned earlier. How he would love to have some more of those Shadow Man number fives. You know,
2: that was the 1 in 20. And that was back, uh, was that four, four years ago? Yeah, it, just a hair over four years ago, March of 2013. Yeah,
3: so um, the the odds on finding those, it, it's so rare because, like us, I mean, we get it and it disappears in our collection forever. And unless uh, unless there's some some people that are just wanting to unload and or turn around and make some good money, and and, uh, there are that segment of people who have walked away from the newsstands and I'm not going to buy floppies anymore. I'm just going to stick and trade for hardcovers, which that's fine. I I think uh, uh, different levels of maturity as a collector or reader, uh, you'll get that. But man, I mean, some of these tough books. Look at Savage One. that 150 I I don't know if it's ever dipped below 250 I mean, you're gonna make money so for rapture one if it's I don't know I, I guess uh, as a collector um, I, I hope it's gonna gonna get there um, as a, s- a speculator I, I don't know we'll just sit, sit back and I don't know. I, I just want to sit back and see what the market uh, how the market handles well let the
2: market take- to give you some perspective right here, April 2nd, Savage number one sold ungraded for $152 and 50 cents. Damn. And again, that that's <laughs> April 2nd. There were 12 bids and only four bidders. So there were four people after that particular book for 152 bucks. Wow.
0: And that's, that's, that's way after the book came out. Right. You still, you know, you normally we see, you know, when the book comes out, it has a lot of buzz. Like I think the the one Savage Raw number one one in fifty went. The first book on eBay didn't it go for seven hundred dollars? It was like eighty like
1: that.
0: Eight eighty, yeah, eight eighty. Because yeah. those are probably the people who had the fear of missing out and they wanted to get the book. So then after all those people get satisfied. Then the prices kind of drop, or you kind of figure out if the inventory's low. So you're saying just in that in April it's still going for 150 some odd dollars. So the demand is still out there for the book. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. For a valiant book, for a valiant book, that's amazing. Absolutely.
2: I mean, it doesn't hold its value like Divinity Number no. One, One in Forty, the Louis yeah. Larosa cover. There's one that just sold on eBay for six hundred and forty-nine dollars, graded as a nine-eight today.
0: Damn. Damn. You're like our comic book stock trader, you know, like all the <laughs> <laughs> the current market price. Dude,
2: how many links do I send you guys in a wink? A week. I might not say anything else, but I'll pop a link in there and let you guys you know see it. And uh, yeah, I mean. Recently, Jim and I both posted that um, there was on Comic Book Invest. Mm-hmm. One, you know, Valiant is in one of the top books there. Let me pull it up. Um,
0: was it? It was the Ninjak twenty-five, one fifty, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah.
2: You know, and we just talked about that last podcast, and uh, there's. Very rarely coming up, but there's one up for uh, 149 that sold. There was a graded 96 that sold for 160 bucks just two weeks ago. So I mean, they are definitely books that people are after. But I really think the allure of the Darks being on the cover by Ben Temple Smith is the reason. Plus being a one in fifty.
1: It's
3: a sexy cover.
2: Oh yeah. Gorgeous art. Oh,
3: definitely gorgeous.
0: You know what's kind of frustrating to me is I ordered mine from DCBS, and they kind of split my order up in two. And I finally got it, I think, last week. And it's not, like, perfect condition. I mean, it has a few nicks on it. And I'm just like, damn it.
2: Is that the 25 or the 26?
0: The 25. I don't know if you got your video on.
2: Yeah, that's the Jenny Friesen cover for issue 25. yeah. Because I've got it's your twenty-four little... copy still. I know it's with it's with
0: Uncle Justin. It's fine.
2: Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, I just haven't sent books out in a while. But um, no, no, it's, it's, not a problem. it's, but it's no, safekeeping. I know it's safe with you. Yeah, but um, no, that book, and then you know we had a Harbinger twenty-five one and fifty Barry Kitson cover that was graded nine eight that sold for three hundred and sixty five bucks. We also had a shadow man, 13, one in 50 Shane Davis cover in a nine, eight sell for five
1: hundred and fifteen. Damn.
2: And uh, I sent you guys links. That was May 15th. So that was six days ago. So,
1: yeah.
0: So it's almost seems like if you can get the early, the earlier, like the first three years of Valiant books, high ratio variants to get them slapped because they're, holding their value big time.
2: But what about the Ninjak 23, 24, 25, and 26? Are we going to have that same thing happen in three years, like what we're seeing for these earlier 1 in 50s?
0: Heck yeah. You know, and this is what I said before, because the Ninjak run was so long, and then they, Valiant kind of tipped their hand, in the sense if you were paying attention and said, you know, the Kent Runs coming to an end, we're going to do a 1 in 50, right? That's going to be hard to get because people aren't buying that ninjack book like that, especially when you're going up against all the, all, you know, all the lead-up to, to the X01 book. So people were not looking at ninjack. And then they throw a 1 in 50 out there. That's going to be a hard book to get. And they're making, you know, we said this before, they're making the shops hold true. You have to order... Damn near fifty books to get to one in fifty ratio. That's gonna be hard to get.
2: Yeah. Period. And and Ben Temple Smith did issue twenty three and twenty four. But mm-hmm. he also did Shadow Man thirteen, mm-hmm. which is a very hard book to get. And he was actually supposed to do four covers for these really? later issues of ninja. He and I were talking about that. And he goes, Yeah, mm-hmm. this was originally supposed to be four covers that I was doing, but they're ending it at twenty seven, so
0: Damn. So, does he have the original art out there?
2: He's willing to sell. It's been bought. A a Oh, really? Yeah, in Illinois, picked it up. He bought co- the covers to twenty three and twenty four. So. What seems, about
0: the twenty? It seems like he had another cover that Valiant didn't use. Is, I think he
2: had oh, two more, saying. but I don't know um, where they're at. Like if they're mm. completed, and he's willing to sell them or you know, they had originally talked about doing four covers. He got two done and then they were like, all right, well, we're good. You know, you never know, but right. he'll be at the Denver comic con this year, Jim.
3: and I might, uh, have a chance to go actually. So, Oh, nice. I might. Yeah. Might be attending. I, I've been there every year, so I'm, I'm hoping the stars are aligned. Uh, there's not opp- opportunity. I'll be able to go. Nice. But which, uh, I, I want to ask Justin, uh, how much did those Temple Smith original art uh, covers go for?
2: I have an if idea, you... and I was I sent him an email about that too, but I had just missed out, and I think they went for like three hundred or three fifty. So yeah, that's not bad. no, that's not, it's not bad. bad at all. Yeah. And there's a gentleman here in Colorado that has the Shadow Man 13 Temple Smith cover, and you met him at the barbecue, Jim Jake.
1: Oh no kidding! Yeah, wow. he had his
2: wife and the baby came.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. is he, a huge Temple fan, and he got the cover for that for about half of what the covers just recently sold for. So oh, man. that's fantastic. I'm happy for him. Yeah, oh, that's a steal. Jeez, this guy. And I found him a copy okay. of that book for like 25 bucks, and I was like, "Hey, here's this book for like 20 or 25 bucks. It's." Misspelled. You should pick it up. And he finally pulled the trigger. And now that book's, you know, if it were graded out at a nine four, nine six, nine eight. It could be two to three hundred bucks itself. It could be worth more than he paid for the art.
0: That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> ridiculous.
3: Yeah, for, those, for those who are listening that aren't familiar with Ben Templesmith, he's the one that uh, uh, created the uh, uh, Thirty Days a Night, which yeah. they turned uh, into a film. Yeah, and he's the guy that I
0: was bitching about on a couple episodes at C2E2 that, I mean, you have to pay for him to do a cover for you, big time. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he's not cheap at all. Well, he paints the cover, too. He'll draw it, and then he'll do the watercolor or acrylic paint on it, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it'll it take him an hour, hour and a half, and that's time he isn't, you know, selling prints and whatnot, and so... He's in high demand for everything. It's just super small niche for Valiant. But what he has done for Valiant, people devour.
0: He's worth it. He's definitely worth it. Oh, yeah. And he has the suits. He has the suits to prove it, too. Those black suits? I mean, man, his suit. You just When I saw him, I never met the guy. I didn't know what he looked like. When I saw his suit, I said, that's a man about town right there. That yeah. guy knows what he's doing. That he, that suit, thousand dollar suit. He could have paid two fifty for it, but it's a thousand dollar suit. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> he, wears, he wears the suits well. Yes, yes he does. Yes he does. Yes he does. Very much so. Very much so. And uh, oh, just circling back, Jim, you you were talking about how Valiant hasn't missed uh, a release deadline ever since what twenty twelve. Um, yeah, I, I believe
3: that that record still holds.
0: I and it's funny you said it because I did a I did a softball game last weekend in one of the sub-cities like the suburbs in Columbus and every time I go somewhere different, I, I look for comic shops near me so I can kind of try to hit all the different comic shops and see what I can come up with. So I met the owner of a comic shop called Pack Rat Comics and they're in Hilliard, Ohio, and I was talking to the owner, and the first thing out of his mouth was, when I told him I was looking for Valiant Books, he said, they never missed you know, a shipping deadline ever. And I guess they're were uh, Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, I don't know what year they were, he was mentioning that. like one of, That's kind of one of the bigger awards for a comic shop. I guess, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe you can tell us more about that, Justin, but he was very impressed with with Valiant Books and how they had never missed, you know, they never have been late on shipping their books out, which is I, I think it's um, looked over a lot for Valiant, you know, compared to other other retailers. So that was just my little two cents there. So people are recognizing it. That was that's my whole point. People recognize that you know, Valiant may not be the big big dog in the room, but they they're doing a lot of good things um, oh, yeah. in the in the industry that that get recognized by people.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it, it speaks loudly to Valiant always always having at least their cover A books out. Um, on release date that are solicited you know because I think we're still waiting for issue number four of black cat versus spider-man you know for 12 years now don't quote me I, I I could have missed that it might have come out I don't know oh
3: man I don't even want to talk about Hickman's last issue of shield oh man I think we've been waiting four years on that one at least yeah oh it was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> it's, late. it's just
0: late. It's just, it's just late. It's just caught up in shipping. It's in the
3: warehouse. It's in the warehouse somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Juan, yeah. uh, you mentioned earlier about the the nine eights. You know the the slabs nine eights. I think that there's a whole segment of people out there collectors, possibly completionists. That that's what that's what their currency is in. They they collect nine point eights. They I, I I don't know the joy of, of holding around plastic <laughs> in mm-hmm. my little comic in a in a coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much joy I get out of that? Um, I I think it's knowing that it's it's professionally graded and it's protected. But I can't pick up that book and, and flip through the pages and read it and enjoy it. I have to have a floppy uh, on hand for that. But I think that there there is a whole segment. I mean, we could talk about, well, there there's so many very, I don't, maybe that, that'll have to be uh, something we can discuss in, in a later podcast, but how many different valiant communities there are. And out of those Valiant communities, and maybe there are people that that aren't attached uh, to any of those that are Valiant completionists, I mean, we can gauge that, heck, there might be 50, 75, 100 uh, Valiant collectors out there that get every single issue like we do, and every single copy. So uh, there's a lot of competition. And uh, people who are coming on, like uh, one of the comments I was going to make earlier too, I, I think after the movies drop, and it brings in more readership and more collectors to, to the, uh, to the valiant, to the community, it's going to make it just that more tougher, uh, to, uh, to be able to, to get all these issues. It's going to increase competition, uh, but might be a good time to, uh, to unload some books too. So having that first appearance of, uh, of live wire, you know, could come in handy.
2: Yeah. We're seeing that quite a bit pop up now for good money. I mean, just to give you a perspective of 9.8s, Jim, um, I just totaled up all the 9.8s that have been sold, and this is by using the data from CGC only, um, mm-hmm. and not sold, but slabbed. So there's been 964,599 books in a eight universal We are almost at a quarter million comics that have been graded as a CGC 9.8 signature series. There's been 245 restored copies, 7,000 qualified that have a signature on them, but were not verified. So there's been 1,220,437 comics graded by CGC in a 9.8
0: and that's any book or just Valiant?
2: That's any book. That's just mm. very broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. But so, uh, I when you're what talking, Jim's saying. Yeah, talking about Go currency, ahead. people want those books. It adds value to a comic book. You're insured when you trade that, that a dollar is worth a dollar. So a 9-8 is worth a 9-8. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So it's like the Bitcoin of comics, right? You know
2: slab comics yeah they're they are the bitcoin of comics yeah
0: and i can see that jim i can definitely see what you're saying um you know as you collect comics or whatever you collect if you're just a collector um you know there has to be i don't want to call it a subculture or a subcommunity but there are there has to be and I, I don't have any insight on this but there has to be a nice segment of the comic community and the valiant community that just want slabs and they want 9.8s, 9.9 and tens if they can get them, you know, because that's their niche. That's what they want. They may get floppies, but they like slabs. And I think when I came back to collecting valiant, I was on the internet and there was a guy in the military, I think. And I think all he did was collect slabs and sell them and, and, and things like that. So, that may be, I, I agree with you, Jim. That may be, and, and, and Justin also, that may be uh, a community. Maybe we need to get somebody on one of our episodes that that's their thing so they can speak more on that. Because I think I know I overlook it a lot, and I don't think they need to be overlooked because I, it probably be would be interesting for people to hear their side of collecting more so than just floppies. You know? I well, think that's interesting.
2: Maybe we can get, maybe, uh, Steven right now is in Spain, but maybe when he mm-hmm. returns and before Jim gets his move 100% started, you know, mm-hmm. like before the truck arrives and you're trying to load it up and laptop's one of the last things to go, maybe we can get together <laughs> in another week or so and see if Steven's available and we can kind of get a a slabber's insight to Valiant because he's got over 1,200 slabs. Damn. And just Valiant-related that's amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm interested in that. I want to know what, yeah, how that works, how he does it financially, and you know, th- now does he sell them also, is, or is he just keeping him in his private collection?
2: I think he does a bit of both. I think he sold the nine point four Bloodshot Platinum on eBay for sixteen hundred because he picked mm-hmm. up the nine eight through Comic Link, so he got himself a better copy and then he sold his lesser grade copy to help offset those costs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
0: I don't know. Does he have an agent? Do we need to call his agent?
2: <laughs> I can send him a message. He and I <laughs> we're 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 actually pretty good friends, so. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need to get him on. I think that's what they said. A couple people initially said we there's a few people we need to get on and we probably to start maybe doing that because that's interesting. I I just want to sit there and listen to Slabbers. Is that yeah. what they call themselves? Slabbers? <laughs>
1: I,
2: I,
3: that's uh, a G-rated term, folks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> you know, and then there's the, the people that collect only the Signature Series, so they'll take their book, get a, somebody to verify it, you know, and there's a gentleman by the name of Scott in Florida that does that. Um he goes by Doodle Bird everywhere. And then also, um, Jesse is Depsky, Dirtbag Sailor. He does a lot of slabbed books that are signed. I mean, he's got a complete run of Divinity Number One, the first series, all four issues, every variant as a signature series book.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So a That's lot of impressive. a lot of Kent signatures, a lot of Lewis signatures. You know Brian Reber did the coloring on that, and so uh, yeah, he he has a link around for his uh, his grouping of books on the census, and it's impressive. He did a little story with it. He did some coding in HTML, and just the link is super impressive. Just the time, and then you know he's owned a couple of the covers from that, so.
3: Yeah, he has a pretty impressive original art collection. Yeah. Legendary.
0: Legendary. Yeah, he's got, a,
2: he's got a man cave, one room that is, you know, probably a 10 by 10 or 10 by 12 room, and every wall is covered with framed original art just from VEI. Mm. So how how is,
0: yeah, he's the man. <laughs> I need to go visit him. <laughs> how's uh, how's this new signature series working with Valiant that they're releasing? Is it is it with Secret Weapons or whatnot uh, that they're doing this signature series
2: again? Enlighten us, Jim. Uh-oh. We did, losing? Did we lose Jim? I'm looking to see
3: Oh, I'm back. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, about the signature series, mm-hmm. um, I, I I don't know too much information about it. Is this? Uh, it's just like VH1, like the VD uh, SS. Uh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But I I agree with. I had the same comment that that Jim does. It's I hear about it. I don't know how to get it. I, I know the tweets say, talk to your local comic shop.
2: Well, uh, what they need to do is get their order for July to get 100 copies of Secret Weapons spread across all the covers and ask for one. Because just because you do a, you know, you order 100 copies doesn't mean you're going to get one unless you order it. Um, when they were originally solicited in previews back in the 90s in VH1... You know, it said limited to 5,000, limited to a 1,000, limited to 5,500. You know, mm-hmm. and shops could order them. And they were right there. They were 40 bucks, you know. But nowadays, you have to order 100 copies of the Secret Weapons Number 1. And then the shops still got to pay for it. And then sell it, you know, to recoup some of their costs of those 100 copies. So it's...
0: Mm. So they have to ask for it. So even if they ordered 100 copies of Secret Weapons and they don't ask for it, they won't get it.
2: It's on their order, their diamond order form. Mm-hmm. Just because they, you know, if there's a variant, they're not going to get it just for nothing. They have to just mark it down. And 100 copies of the you know, cover A, B, C, whatever, to get that one in 100. They It won't be just automatically given to them. Okay. And they still have to pay yeah, for it. You know, it's another comic. Diamond is ruthless that way. They're not friendly to comic shops. They're not gonna just give them, you know, a you know, a cover price of a book just because they want to. Diamond's not they're not there to help the comic shops.
0: Yeah. I hear that every week every I go into to my local shop. They're not very friendly div um not the but the diamond. So basically the shop has to order a hundred copies as for the book. Yeah. And it's just like a variant. Yep. Like a variant it's cover. That's
2: exactly what it is.
0: Okay. And who's signing it? Do we know who's signing
2: the books? Good question. Eric Heisserer is gonna be signing it the writer. Mm. And, you know, it's gonna be witnessed by Fred Pierce and Dinesh. Um Fred was he actually witnessed some of the original ones in the 90s um i might have all of them i can't remember i'd have to dig them out to look at them but there were like 14 of them originally so Hmm.
0: yeah that those yeah i i just didn't know anything about it i don't i didn't think they do did a good job of uh promoting it to um you know the to, to people like us I, I didn't get it until you explained it I had no idea I, didn't, I had no idea how to get it so um,
3: I'll be chasing so, that one I, I think it's cool that they're bringing back the, uh, the signature series like the original uh, uh, VBSS the, and the Harbinger Renegade the coupons where we had to mail in uh, four coupons from the four different books uh, to get a, a copy of, um, oh shoot, what uh, what is it? It's Harbinger Wars uh, uh, two number zero. Correct. These are two things that uh, that they're kind of repeating. It was successful, and and we look back on it to, and, and kind of uh, giggle warmly, uh, like it's what they did with uh, with with VH1. But what are the new things that we're going to see with the with Valiant Entertainment, what what uh, what new things are we gonna see? Um, what what type of covers or promotions are, are we gonna see? It seems like they're repeating. Uh, maybe it's a tip of the hat to uh, uh, to the age old, you know, to the previous uh, uh, Valiant iteration. But what what new things are we gonna see?
2: Well, haven't we seen that? We've seen the yeah. Unity Golden Ticket. We've seen a metal mm-hmm. cover on EXO. Um, yep. They send out. Free books to comic shops, like the Unity Red. They've sent out the Shadow Man Black. I mean, pull box, var- pull box variants.
3: Excellent. I I set it up, and and Justin just dunked
1: it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, and they're still celebrating the twenty fifth anniversary of Valiant this year. You know, because some titles have been out now for twenty five years, and so I think that. Um, doing this VVSS is a nice homage and a revisit of something from 25 years ago. You know, they attempted to do that with, um, what was it, Shadowman 13, Unity 1, you know, where they actually had, you know, Bart Sears sign the cover on Unity 1, and that was their VVSS, but, you know, that it's not a VVSS, it's just a printed cover that somebody had signed, you know, digitally, but ha- actually having... Eric Heisser's, um signature with the certificate that is an homage to what Valiant had originally done is pretty damn cool.
0: And I like it. I mean, I may be weird, but I loved when Wizard did the little coupons that you had to cut out and send it to him. And six months later, you got your book. Maybe a year later, you got your like, one-half edition book, so your, your XO one half. I like cutting out the coupons, you know, and that's just being an old fogey. And that's kind of how we grew up. If you wanted stuff, you cut out UPC codes on cereal boxes and saved them up and sent stuff out. So I thought it was cool. I I never thought it would be big to where Valiant would get a big boost out of it. But it was something where, you know, Valiant recognizes the old fogies in the room and says, we're going to do something for you. You know, to, to kind of bring back that memory. I mean, because that's kind of some of us kind of just, we're just chasing that old feeling we had when we were kids collecting these books, and that oh, kind yeah. of brought back those old memories to me. So I, I liked it. I tip my hat off for Valiant, to Valiant for that.
3: Yeah, i I'd like a, a Valiant uh, X-ray glasses. You know, I'll sniff a few points. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, the next series for Savage Two. I'll clip out four coupons to get a Raptor
2: Claw. <laughs> I I was kind of hoping we were going to get a Raptor Claw after talking to Adam last year at Denver Comic Con. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you remember I that Jim when we were talking about eye that? Eye yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He was. I, I don't. I, he must have been joking that they were going to do something because we were talking about the XOX, and he was like, "Yep, wait till you get the Raptor Claw." And I'm like, "What? Okay, let's do it." <laughs>
0: He's you talking like the one nail from savage wasn't that the like the little tool he had was like the raptor was it a nail or claw or whatnot just the one
2: maybe a tooth yeah something
0: yeah that'd be that'd be crazy I could see a kid cutting himself with that
2: (laughs) it's no different than the axe
0: come
3: on I was just gonna say that
0: yeah yeah is the axe metal? Is it like really hard metal?
2: Oh, yeah. It's heavy. Is it? Yeah. It's no foam nerf axe. I mean, it's it's metal with wood, and that shit's sturdy.
0: <laughs> so you could pick up a charge on that. Like, if you had a few beers and walked outside and started talking crap to the neighbors, you you get in trouble.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be brandishing a weapon. <laughs> yeah.
0: I won't be having an axe or a claw. Just letting <laughs> you guys know now. Don't need any charges.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so you think they're going to come out with it? You, you should push him. You should
2: push him on that. No. Nah, Justin? I'm not going to push him. I, I just hope that they, you know, do a Savage 2. I talked with B. Claymore a little bit, and, you know, he's pitched him. So there's a pitch there. So they have to come out with a Savage too. They have to. Oh yeah. Yeah. And
3: yeah. Yeah, they've got to integrate him with the uh, with the current universe. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. That you make a lot of sense there, Jim. You have to. You can't just leave leave it out like leave it like it was, and, and just just walk away.
3: That's 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 not good.
1: Oh yeah. I. I
3: I'm not sure who, you know, how they're they're going to bring him in or what the first team up will be. But will they tip the hat to EXO uh, and Turok when they used to team up and that was successful? We had Bart Sears as the uh, the artist, but uh, maybe we'll see a Savage EXO once uh, uh, we see. Uh, the the space odyssey end <laughs> and the uh, reintegration with unity. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, I, I, there has to be a, a savage too. It's. I, I think the the first one was was too sexy, and I think La Rosa is probably biting at the bit to draw more dinosaurs. <laughs> probably, oh, you know
1: that.
2: But you know he and uh, Miko are doing an arc. For EXO, right? Or are they doing? Oh God, I can't remember what what they're doing. But yeah, Miko and Lewis are sharing a book.
0: Yeah, aren't they doing that with EXO? and they like? Is that the book that they're shifting like every arc? They're they're changing. Yeah,
3: one artist, like hopscotch, where one arcs, uh, 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 one artist, the uh, next, and so forth. Give some time to prepare and meet those deadlines. So.
0: They get their books out on time. Yeah, I st- I still I don't know how they're going to do it. It doesn't make any sense. I can see Savage and War Mother coming together. It just a lot of a lot of that. Both of those characters seem like they would have a really really good story if they came together and kind of joined up or, or met up for a while.
3: I think you can get a lot of a lot of good oh, story that, out of that. That'd be interesting to have. Yeah, you know, War Mother as a pseudo-mother to, uh, to yep. say. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's interesting. I love the whole idea of
2: War Mother. I can't wait.
3: can't wait for this series.
2: Well, um, yeah, that's... Lewis and Miko are teaming up on Bloodshot Salvation with Jeff Lemire. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. I, believe so, Miko, Lemire... I, I believe they're both doing an arc for Exo, but I, those two guys are teaming up together to do bloodshot salvation, also
0: this bloodshot salvation does the does this seem like old oh man Logan or you know like the Logan movie that just came out? Do you, are you picking up on that with this bloodshot salvation with the daughter?
2: I'm waiting for Jim ro- to reply first.
3: Uh, you know, Dwan, that's that's a good point. I didn't even uh, pull that connection. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's uh, um, oh man, there, there's so many reused uh, uh, storylines or, or plot, plot lines. I don't know. Tropes. The, the, yeah, tropes. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. I, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there. I, I'm reading uh, uh, Silver Surfer, which uh, you know is is one of those titles by one of those other companies. And uh, I grew up loving Silver Surfer; He was one of my favorite characters. And then it, it dawned upon me that here, uh, 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 the uh, oh shoot, uh, uh, the the writer of Amazing Spider-Man is also doing uh, Dan Slott. He is doing uh, Silver Surfer, and and he gets a lot of criticism here and there. But I don't know; it, it, I think he just brings out fun storylines. And uh, Mike Allred is is doing the art; just love Allred stuff. Uh, and I'm reading it, loving the series, and then it dawns upon me, now that Doctor Who is back on the BBC, it just, oh, son of a gun. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Silver Surfer so much, because of this uh, uh, Silver Surfer's love interest, uh, Dawn. She's traveling around the universe with him. They've, they've duplicated this idea. This Silver Surfer is just a Doctor Who. It's a, it's a trope. And it just oh, it kind of crushed me a little bit. But yeah, are, are we seeing that within uh, some of these other series? Sure. I and uh, the way that Lemur is is crossing various. Uh, what is he still doing? What he does, Valiant, Dark Horse, and Marvel. So he oh, just would you left be surprised. Marvel. So, oh, did he leave after Old Man Logan?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, if you so. look at if you look at Bloodshot Reborn, every arc is a different trope. Bloodshot mm-hmm.
4: ten yep. through
2: thirteen. <laughs> you know, we've got Mad Max. (laughs) I mean, seriously, we really do. We have a futuristic dystopian community and everybody's out to get fuel. It's Mad Max. I mean, I loved it. It was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Lewis's art on it was phenomenal, but every arc was a different trope. It it was while the art and the stories were really good. It was a very cliche. It was a very safe, story and so comparing bloodshot salvation to old man logan you're spot on mm-hmm. it's a and he's safe. not
0: hiding it either he's not hiding it either
2: he's <laughs> throwing it
0: out there like yeah hey i'm gonna tell this story based off of this
3: old story right oh yeah which one would argue that that's what uh, what modern story is it's just the retelling of older stories i mean like you can have an author take Shakespeare and translate all the characters of, uh, let's say King Lear. I'm going to turn that into a big 12 issue arc of exo or name your, uh, name your title. It's, uh, there, you're never going to get away from, uh, the common themes or, uh, the common struggles like man versus man, man, man versus himself, man versus God, man versus, uh, the environment. You know, it's, I think there's all you're always going to tread on some commonality, but the way that some writers bring out just brilliant ideas. Uh, Neil Gaiman. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. But uh, great point, Duan and uh, Justin. uh, Awesome for bringing that out, man.
2: That's what we do here.
0: yeah, man, we went from collecting and we're, we're reviewing books now.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll save it for those second-tier Valiant podcasts.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Martin kind of got pissed, didn't he? After you, we were reading the uh, our uh, iTunes reviews, yeah. somebody said that we were their favorite podcast. <laughs> Martin, did he didn't take it too well.
2: No, he, he really didn't. Speaking of which, we got another review. Do you guys want to hear it? Sure. Uh, It's entitled, Great Information for Diehard Valiant Fans. Five stars. Um, An entertaining and eclectic look into current events in the Valiant universe. Great stories and insight about collecting comics and a bit about how market forces impact comic book prices. I particularly enjoyed the inside stories about C2E2, and then guys leaving flats at the bar with gasp and a parenthesis and cosplayer antics. And then in parentheses, Alan Peg, Alan Peg, Batman, the original shadow man. And yes, you don't have to take your clothes off to get a gold cover. You just have to know what the Valiant booth and panel staff are looking for. So, <laughs> and that's by H two O underscore engineer. So water engineer, thank you for our, uh, most current review.
0: Good job. And I am still going through therapy for taking my clothes off, so don't ever do that just to get a gold book, guys. It's not worth it. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. That's good, so what are we up to? Like four or five reviews now?
2: Yeah, it's uh, number four. And it Hey, get ready, Fox News. We're
0: coming after you. Yeah. Right. Number one. <laughs> gonna be number
2: one here soon one one review at a time well we've been going for an hour and 40 minutes guys what do you think
1: yeah i think
3: it's the uh, time to do laundry and uh empty the dishwasher there you
2: go. <laughs> yeah we're having breakfast for dinner so i'm gonna enjoy that that's the best kind of dinner yeah biscuits and gravy Ooh, wow, fried egg on top of it yeah Oh, you live in one of them fancy houses. Well, <laughs> We can go out and pick the eggs. I mean, the chickens laid them today.
0: <laughs> like I said, fancy. Oh, shit. This is like a this is like a thirty thirty dollar breakfast meal.
2: My wife made you the biscuits. Like, so I'll make the gravy.
0: But see, that uh, I'm saying that a joke. Like I you know. know some of the trendy spots here. Are like, oh yes, nine dollar you know. toast yeah they just picked the eggs today uh thirty five dollars for breakfast Damn yeah it. right <laughs> well gentlemen it's great
2: yeah talking to you guys it is a yeah. good episode five so yeah.
3: we did it
0: once again how's that move going Jim
3: load by load piece by piece paw we're getting there Mm. I feel you man I feel you I hate moving
0: good lord Mm. alright well man I'm about to go uh, have a tall glass of water
2: right on well you gentlemen have a good night and uh, we'll talk to you probably later tonight or the next day or two alright
1: guys take care alright bye
4: Just me, then I proceeded To brush some stranger's teeth But they were my teeth And I was weightless Just quivering like some Come in the window of a restroom I couldn't tell you what the hell It was supposed to mean But it was a Monday
1: Hopefully, uh,
3: those dog houses aren't uh, aren't treating you guys too bad.
2: Oh, I, yeah! I seem to always just like you know every three weeks be in one. Now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can you do? Right. There ain't a damn thing.
0: Nothing. I'm in the daggone uh, Florida room now. I've been banished. Man, it's like I'm not outside, but I'm kind of like halfway there.
3: <laughs> Did you say the Florida room?
0: Yeah, you know, like a three seasons room, kind of. <laughs> yeah, something they added to this house before I got it.
3: Sounds nice. Yeah.
0: I just noticed there's a leak in here. So it's really nice. <laughs> Damn it. God, dog it. Jeez. We never come out here. So on it.
2: Something else I gotta repair. (laughs) Being a homeowner, it's always something.
1: Sucks, man. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Man. (laughs)